CD podcast. I'm your guest host this evening. Uh, typically, it's Ian Tron just coming to share with you the songbird with the lucky so-and-sos playing show, and I am joined by the ever-capable and ever-beautiful <laughs> Michelle Bush. Hello. Michelle, what's going on, buddy? Good evening, the ever-capable. I like that. I mean, that's what it is, right? I like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not lying. Yeah. I can do a little stuff. So here we go. All right. As we're playing on our phones. Hey, everybody. Yeah, no. What we're doing is actually we have all the notes on the phone. So I'm going to give people a list of uh, right. topics that we're going to touch on tonight. This will be a little bit different than the average DC TV day. It's only two of us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've known each other for a good long time at this point. So, yeah, we have, we have good chemistry and we're just going to kind of let this flow. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about Yay, Kanye West's album. <sighs> we're going to talk about Kim Kardashian doing things that other black women couldn't do in the world. White. Like pardoning black women who are incarcerated. We're going to talk about that. Mm, mm, mm. We're going to talk about uh, has DC lost its flavor? I think I know where we're going with that, and I have some my own opinions. We'll see how this goes. I thought that was good. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the unfortunate loss of Kate Spade. Yes. Uh, her un- un- untimely uh, death, and and you know we're talk about uh, and that's going to weave in nicely with the talk about Kanye because we're going to talk about mental health and people's mental stability and what you don't know about people. Right. And, and we're going to co- talk about the rude comments that were yeah. published in regards to Kate Spade. Right. And some of y'all, mm-hmm, yeah. I, I know you. And then it's uh, it's uh, June 7th, uh, 2018. So mm-hmm. Prince is 60 today. Yes. Uh, we're going to celebrate Prince's 60th birthday the probably to close one. out. So uh, let's let's talk about um, and also we're gonna you know we're gonna dive into collusion as we do collusion my collusion favorite, collusion my favorite word but uh, let's start with uh, Kim Kardashian pardoning Alice Johnson I'm gonna give people a little background on Alice please because I think everybody because I feel like people need to really need to understand the realness of what just happened here yes okay so this is from uh, Mick.com I'm a big fan of this site Mike.com people some people call it. Uh, things went downhill for Johnson in 1989 when she and her husband divorced. The following year, she lost her job of 10 years at the FedEx Corporation due to a gambling addiction. <laughs> With no way to pay her bills, Johnson filed for bankruptcy in 1991, and her house was foreclosed on. In a moment of tragedy for the entire family, Johnson's youngest son, Corey, was killed in a scooter accident in 1992. Uh, somewhere between 1992 and 1996... Ms. Johnson began the, uh, the, the, the sale of narcotics in order to provide herself and her remaining family with, uh, you know, life and, you know, the comforts of life. And uh, she was incarcerated mm-hmm. in uh, Mississippi for 21 years yep. on uh, the, the charge of possession. Not possession with intent to distribute. Just I had it. But just possession. Mm-hmm. Of course, she was distributing, and it was a well-known fact that she was a distributor. Right. But at that time, apparently, she was not in the 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 immediate hold and sell of narcotics. She, she was not slinging dope. She would be to, more to yeah. the kingpins right. of you know yeah. the world. Right, she was she not was, she uh, wasn't the kingpins. Speak, of, she wasn't speaking her own language. Yeah. locked up in jail. Right, the kingpins of Olive Branch, Mississippi. And honey, I went to boarding school in Mississippi, so <laughs> I get it. I, yeah. I probably ran into her every. It's, once it's in real. A while. So, uh, so Kim Kardashian became aware of her story, <sighs> and uh, it's it's one of those stories where you know, like a lot of these different cause celebs, they end up uh, in shows on Netflix, and 
you know, on Hulu programming and on YouTube searches, which to say, to, and honestly, and this, this, this plays very importantly into the conversation, mm -hmm. the level of importance of YouTube searches <laughs> and just sitting down for hours and hours on end and mm -hmm. watching like YouTube on repeat is how these two, is how Kanye West and Kim Kardashian West spend their time. Yeah, because they ha can't have a conversation with each other. Right. What are they going to talk about? I know. There's literally nothing they can talk it's about. But it's, but it's just something I think that not, not enough people think about. No. The fact that that's what they do. All day long. So I'm certain that she came across the story of Alice Johnson. Mm -hmm. And she was like, that is really troubling. And not the story of, what's the young lady that's sitting in, uh, in jail now that was sex trafficked? And right, uh, yeah, I've heard about that story. Yeah, yeah so. like or numerous other people, or any one of the other millions of millions of African American women or who, men or that men are locked up, have been incarcerated for years, and it's just a DNA technicality, and they could be released, but right. haven't been released. But I feel like this is the beginning of an intriguing conversational point about presidential politics, especially moving forward. Uh, Kanye's running. Yeah, I mean, Ian would tell me no. Other people would tell me no. I, you know, Grindstone would tell me no. But he's running. It's obvious that he's running. Something is happening. Let's, let's put it like this. If we can, if we can string a line, mm -hmm. Kanye West states that he is an opioid addict on TMZ. Mm -hmm. He didn't say this on CNN. No. He didn't say this in the Financial Times. Or Fox News. No. Especially Fox News. Especially Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica. He said it on TMZ. Yes. Which is the lowest common denominator that allows you to reach people that don't vote or have no political <laughs> aspirations or interests whatsoever. Just being honest. like Let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> I just did. There we go. Oh. So, so you do that to reach the lowest common denominator population. Mm -hmm. Then your, your wife, who's going to be the first lady, oh. she needs a cause. Jeez. She needs a cause. And I understand that Melania had to go two years without a cause. Yeah. And her cause is now working. Well. Towards education reform. I thought it was bullying. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, it was, I figured it was school related, but so bullying. So she's anti-bully. Uh, After two years. What is it? Be best or be? Be a star. Be a, okay. Right. So there's uh, a whole thing where. All right. Sorry. There's an update. We're at the end of the first in Washington <laughs> versus Vegas is zero zero. Yeah. Well, this is going to happen. Um <laughs> During. <laughs> yes, exactly. I totally understand. It's going to happen because, yes, as we get. Okay, I'm sorry. Back, yeah, as back to KKW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, I mean, uh, there's there's just something to think about in the sense that this is how these two, you know, go about their, their political lives. And this just, is how most people go about their political lives, which is fascinating. So, we get to this point where Kim needs a cause. And they're going to smartly give Kim a cause, like, long before Kanye ever decides to run. And I'm not saying that she's she's a pure idiot. No. Like, she's she's not dumb. She, she sat in on a lot of important business meetings. She so has, she might know something. She has sat in. It's not like her her father was dumb. And and I'm not saying that, that, that Chris is. She obviously comes from a family of knowledge. Uh, right. And, and I, I don't even want to look at it as wealth or anything. She does come from a family of knowledge. I'd say, I'd say awareness in a lot of cases is more important than yeah. the knowledge in that case. Yeah. And so I'm trying to give... It, not leverage, but I, I'm I'm trying to be open to so what is happening. I'll, I'll put it like this. Um, her father was Bob Kardashian. Correct. He's a lawyer. He's an amazing lawyer. And not just 
OJ's lawyer. Right. So he had many other cases. She, she says that she felt a particular sensitivity to the Johnson case when she heard when she learned about it, mm-hmm. which I think would come from her father. Yeah, explaining to her what other what is happening in the criminal justice system, especially when Kim was growing up in the 1980s right. in Los Angeles, which was terrible. So I'm certain that they're sitting home watching the evening news and mm-hmm. they're seeing L.A. downtown L.A. like 20 miles from their front door on fire during right. the riots and he's probably like this is the other side of the story they're not going to tell you on the news dear right i mean he had to go to the courthouse he had to file paperwork he right. probably had people that came to him like i want you to be my attorney top, top level gangbangers i'm certain he was defending oh absolutely if you had the money he had the time record labels and everybody else right. and everything else that was going on in la so, at the time. so people have to understand that she has a particular understanding and uh, you know awareness and sensitivity to this issue that people don't think of because they just think oh she's a, a wealthy idiot no no, she she's got some knowledge. Her father was a lawyer. Yeah. Like he he built he, he built the Kardashian name. Right. They made millions of dollars. You just don't make millions of dollars for being stupid. Like right. that's just not that's not possible. That just, that just doesn't she happen. She acts like a, a an airhead. I mean, or, that's a that's a great act. It's a great act. E, e- Networks act- loves it. She's right. an actress. Yes. That's what she does. Right. Terrible film that she Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I, I I don't I don't have it downloaded on my computer. No, nope. Don't think it's do. But in any stop laughing production. Yeah, <laughs> moving forward uh, regarding this uh, situation. Um, thoughts I want to ask you about this. Um, but how does I mean how does this chick end up at the White House? Because Donald Trump is president, and she's known Donald Trump for twenty five years. Oh God. That's one of those things. It's like she's just, literally like the same. Ga- okay, not the same gates, but. Over, you know, because I've only been through the, the West Wing yeah, right. a couple times in my yeah. life. But literally, we're walking through the same doors. And this. No, uh, she's friends with this guy. Yeah, people, I know. People have to understand this about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is just friends but with people. Did we think that when Kanye went to Trump Towers that we would ever see Kim at Trump Towers or at the White House? 110%. I thought she would come for like, like a Christmas dinner. Like yeah, but have, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't have dinners at the White House. Right, he doesn't. He doesn't. But doesn't. you know, right? We no, we're no, not no going to no state dinners. State dinners and all that stuff at the White House. Who does all of that? It's crazy. Obama but, messed all that up. Yeah, so it's like, just whatever. wild. Like I was, that's what I was thinking. But you know, like she just shows up because they're they're friends. This is the thing that people have to understand about the Trump administration. Everybody's a friend. Donald. Every Donald Trump is friends with everybody until every okay until until you do things that are not politically advantageous towards. Him and his agenda moving forward. So Donald Sorry, Trump, Rex. Sorry, Steve. Donald Trump used to be friends with every athlete, especially black athletes. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, Larry Holmes. Anybody in the heavyweight division of professional boxing mm-hmm. in the 1980s. Because he used to sit next to um, Crazy. Don um, King. But, Don but, King. But he promoted all the fights. Right. And he was at all the Super Bowls. Yeah. So he knows every athlete. Hmm. Speaking of Super Bowls and things of nature let me see if i can find what we were gonna what i was gonna talk about um with, with the with the eagles that's where i was going yeah yeah with the eagles the philadelphia eagles coming to the uh, we can we can move we can move past uh kim k we'll, we'll 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 circle back to her at various points throughout this podcast or broadcast but i uh, will go we'll talk about the philadelphia eagles briefly philadelphia eagles uh sent you know they were sent their invitation to the white house after winning the super bowl and of course, now let's let's remind everybody about the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a team that 
used the lead track from a Meek Mill album. Yes. Which involves him discussing all sorts of matter of acts of, you know, ghettoized larceny. I like it. Ghettoized larceny. You know, on, on, on record. Yeah. And these same people were going to come to the White House. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And oh, here it is. Yeah. And it's obvious that this is not going to happen. And it's one of those things where people have to understand that Donald Trump, a lot of the things that he does are done intentionally so that he could fail. Because he knows that in his failure, there are people in the world who do not want to see this man fail. Mm-hmm. And whenever he comes near a failure and he knows it's a failure, he knows it's a big giant L. Mm-hmm. He knows that if he positions it correctly, mm-hmm. that his entire base will rise up overnight. Oh, we won big. We won big. We won big. We won big. We won, we won big. They're, they're, they're all Negroes. They're all filthy Negroes who don't deserve to be in the White House. Mm. When they play that clip, and it's just like, I know what we're dealing with. But it's when they play and he just calls us sons of bitches. Yeah. And the background just erupts. Yeah, and you know, and you I, know and what it, it is. And, and, it, and it just, it bothers me to know, like I can get up in the morning, you know, I, I get it. This, this right. political game, so, we, we know what's going so on I with mean, Donald. But yeah. that right there, it just so it boils me. Related to that, the thing that made me excited was um, in regards to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. LeBron yesterday. Who? LeBron. Who? Exactly that guy. <laughs> he's about to get swept. And uh, yeah, yeah. He's like he's like Wilt Chamberlain right now. He's like one man with like four dudes. Just like guys, can you help me? Guys, no, no, me? because he threw a temper tantrum on the court at Jr. Right? At Jr. Who was third lead scorer right. of the game? And yeah. as soon as you threw that temper tantrum, got mad at him. Guess what happened? You started losing. Of course, because the team doesn't have any have any faith in, in him at this point. I'm but sorry. I'm sorry to my brother in Christ who loves LeBron. I think he does amazing advocacy work. And, he's a, he's a and wonderful advocate a, for African American. You but know, he causes. is a crybaby on the court. Right, and you know he's a and, and so like, I find it intriguing that he stated that if either he or Steph was beautiful wins, and we, their teams win, we ain't going. That they're not going. He's like literally, don't invite us. And 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 if, and that's something that like teams and leagues need to be aware of, mm-hmm. or anybody who has to engage with this. This across the board, if you have the potential to engage with the man who's in office, very carefully make a decision as to whether or not you wish to engage. Think long, think wrong. Yes, like have a real, like serious thought and say. Do I wish to engage with this man? Absolutely not. If I do not wish to engage with this man, then let me publicly state it in such a way and frame it with language and with, you know, like coded language as well that lets people know that this is also a politicized point. Mm-hmm. And let me make sure that the person that I'm playing against has the same right. thought and will say the same thing. So I'm basically sit- saying it's sitting down. Steph Curry basically said it standing up. Right. It's it's we ain't coming. Right, we ain't coming. It's beautiful. So I find this intriguing that we're at a point now where politi- and this is the thing that is happening right now and I don't think people get how important this is. But young black people mm-hmm. are engaging in free politicized speech. Yes. Which is astounding. Mm-hmm. Because the last time that we've had young black people Engaging in politicized speech. Your favorite year? 1968. 
You know, like I was going with 2008. No, <laughs> but no, 1968. Of course, you know, course. like that was the last time really where like across the board, young people, young-ish people, people mm-hmm. under the age of 40, right. are standing up and saying, "Hey, yeah, this is my intel. This is my intellectual point. Yes, that I could freely state, and I'm going to stay well within my bounds of freedom mm-hmm. and make a point." And right, exactly. And it's beautiful. Like, I, I find, but I don't think that people are stopping to think about that because I don't think anybody's stopping to think about anything right now. No. I mean, we're uh, stuck. Yeah. Like, we're stuck. Like, you know, we talked about a sunken place weeks ago, but we are, we are still stuck um, in that place. So, a friend of mine, and I don't know if you all know um, the, the wonderful, he's the Titan, Mike Madison, uh, lead singer for Secret Society. Right. And we go, you know, back and forth. That's my dude. Uh, he said yesterday, President Trump wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills. Yes. The 32 white owners told him to go <clears throat> himself. Yes. Because I have several church members that are watching right now. Right. Um, he becomes POTUS. Kaepernick takes a knee. Trump seizes opportunity to use that to revenge by hijacking Cap's cause. So that rolls into... Can Kaepernick um, sue sue Donald Trump for what's happening? He's sitting. He's suing. He's going to He's suing. Him. He's suing a sitting president. Yeah. This is the second time yeah. in thirty days that we have had serious conversations yes. about subpoenas and lawsuits against a sitting, reigning, defending president. Of the United States. Collusion, collusion, collusion. Exactly. But the funny part with this this Kaepernick case is that if Cap loses, he actually wins. Because I don't think that there's anybody that thinks he's going to win. I think we've reached a point officially with... We want him to win. Right. But you. But, but those of us that know, this is only going to go so far, yeah. but it's going to open up... You're going to open up the holes that... Right. So so think about it like this. Remember I said earlier that we were experiencing something we haven't seen since 68, since 68. with young people engaging in politicized speech. Important to this conversation as well is the fact that concurrently we're dealing with like 72 and 76 mm-hmm. and, 70 and, and 80 when young black people who engaged in politicized speech did so in ways where they knew they were going to lose. Right. Where because, you know, the United States government shot so many black people, mm-hmm. so many important, legendary, you know, black messiahs, speaking of the black messiah complex that J. Edgar Hoover, you know, actively railed against as the head of the, uh, the, the FBI. So for, your, for those that don't know what we're talking about, go to Netflix, go to Amazon and right. grab some books. And learn about the fact that there was actually, there was actually rules on the books. Yes. About ensuring that there would be no black messiahs that would take over in... Nor in in America, mm-hmm. and you know, like govern, you know, the the Huey Martin, yeah, right? Name well, they, them all. They, I mean, they didn't. They couldn't. They didn't shoot Huey. Huey. They 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 did. The, they hooked him on heroin. Yeah, and he let him just rot, rot away, which is crazy. But in any event, so getting to this point with Kaepernick, Kaepernick is is a, is a martyr. Hmm. He's a willful martyr. So at the same time, you have some people who are engaging in free speech. You have other people who are willful martyrs. You have other people who don't care. Mm-hmm. You have other people who are at the bottom of the tree right now who are being engaged with by the government. We're going to talk about next, Kanye West, 
who's now actively. We go from Kim to Kanye. And right. Back. I mean, that's their, hey. And the outside has flown in here. Do we have the windows yeah, open I love earlier? It. It's cool. They're just, there's gnats <laughs> all around here, but it's all good. It's all low. We're, we're just on air. But uh, doing podcast, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but no, so I feel like I want to talk about Kanye because I, I think that one of the important things about Kanye to watch and to like care about is how he's framing himself as an everyman. Bipolar. Right. As in as a bipolar, troubled, distressed everyman in America. Mm-hmm. Because he can't get the rich and he's not going to get like bourgeois blacks to like support him as as the president of the United States. That's not going to happen. No. There's no there's literally no way. Like he's the anti Obama. There's no way. When the second you wear the the second way, you, you wear the red hat the entire intelligentsia of African American, like you know, culture turns against you. Yeah. Like you know, Ta-Nehisi writes an article against you. You're you're pilloried and 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 assuaged by everyone in I society. Think, and I think Cornell West may even write something against you. Of course, everybody. I mean, and getting to get Cornell and Ta-Nehisi on the same side oh, of the page right now is. Boy. That's that's wild. Would that not be magical. That's when you know you. That's when you know that, fucked up. You fucked up. Right. Fucked up. <laughs> so in any event. <laughs> You know, to continue, uh, he released an album called Yay. This is two of five, I think, that he's releasing as like these seven songs. Good, these seven song missives, Good Friday releases. Mm-hmm. The first was uh, Pusha T's Daytona, which is inarguably the best rap album of 2018 so far. It was a great album. I am just very irritated by the album cover. I mean, okay, so you disrespectful. Have to, yeah, you and, have to and go. And Bobby there. Brown came out. Bobby right. was like. Oh, you want me to come slap you around yeah, a little but bit? But you can't. You have to do that because, again, part of the the West platform is going to be telling poor black people that they can feel badly about the cocaine eighties. Mm-hmm. They can feel bad, and they can be angry about the fact that the, the United States government flooded their streets with crack cocaine. Yeah. So this cover. I get it. This cover is wrong. It's comically it's wrong. It's, it's so wrong. wrong. First of all, it, we 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 are still dealing. We are still mourning Whitney. Right. We are still mourning Bobby Christine. Yeah, of course. Let that family rest. Kanye doesn't care about that family. He just cares about winning. And you know this is true. <laughs> <laughs> and you thank know you all. Thank true. you all for joining us tonight. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. That's the end of the but podcast. No, Kanye cares about winning. So in the midst of this, um, Kanye released "Yay," seven-song yeah. album in which he describes his. Somebody doubt. told me to listen to one song, "Risk" or yeah, uh, "Yikes." Yikes. Is the one somebody, where you, somebody told me that you need to listen to it, and we may hear it at a go-go soon. Okay, no, it's Yikes is incredible. Um, I just heard some, mm-hmm, it's coming the, from production. It's a song that discusses Kanye digging into his own mind. It's Aww. the it's the stu- it's the moment when he took when he took DMT, which means that he went on an ayahuasca trip, which means that he went some he went into possibly Wyoming. He possibly brought a, brought a shaman from the Amazon jungles to Wyoming, which is his. Place for panacea now, like mm-hmm. you know, like peaceful area, and where he There's had everybody studio. listen to the the album when he put it out. But there's a thing about there's a thing about rap, and I wrote about it. I wrote a whole piece about it, and I'll I'll, I'll summarize the part that's important to this conversation. In this. Just everybody go to Medium and subscribe to Marcus K. Dowling. I just do stuff with a K, 
And you can read all of this at five o'clock in the morning. Awesome. When I can't even get one blog. I've written one blog just, and have 15 I'm more. In a good, I'm in a good creative space. So I'll say this. It's beautiful. Um, thank you. But, uh, but no. I'm the strategic brain. Yeah. So, so, uh, so Kanye, uh, he did ayahuasca, mm-hmm. which allows you the ability to spiritually kill yourself. And reemerge on the other side. Some Machiavelli, right? Like the 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 hallucinogenic properties mm-hmm. of DMT, like dimethyl triptochloride or whatever it is. Like it's it's a it's a substance that causes your brain to like basically bore a hole into itself and like dig into like that part of your cerebellum that controls like memory. I don't, don't want to think about that. No, it's, it's this, but and, I'm explaining what it does and so that people get it. Like it, it affects the, the piece of your cerebellum that controls memory. So what is he, is he just trying to block out the bad so that he can. No, he's trying to erase the he, bad. You can't, you can't erase first of Right. I See, mean, this, and, this, and this, he's aggressively been trying to do this for 10 years. Like he, he needs to stop. He, he, now this is when I get angry. Right, right, right. <laughs> this, this is when I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the dragon out. Right. You know, you can't. Kanye, you come from a beautiful place. And, and now it's time to hug Kanye. You come from a beautiful place. Your mother was a beautiful person. Intelligent, she, beautiful, intelligent, amazing, strong be- just, woman. Just woman of color, woman of clout, woman of wealth, wealth, knowledge, woman of everything. That is what you come from. She gave you the tools of what you then took to make your first beat, to make your first pitch, to make your first album and to go forth and to do everything that you're doing now. You are killing your legacy by trying to go in and erase that. I get it. I lost my mother 24 years ago. I'd be damned if I ever take anything to erase what that woman gave to me for the 16 years that I had her. I, I get it. And I mean, but you have to think about what he attempted to do at first. There's, there's, there's levels to this. Cause he, this, this is, this is now sickening. No, it's disturbing. Because you've got, you have children now. Yes. Outside of all the Kardashian crap that, you know, we talk about, about them and roll our eyes yeah. and, and all of that. We just broke down Kim K. Right. Comes from an intelligent family. Right. As far as her, you know, her father was concerned. And now we think, okay, now she may become an advocate. If that's her next lane, I give her credit. Just don't do it because of. Right. Don't be the white woman or whatever you are. You know. Armenian. Armenian. Don't be the Armenian woman that got this 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 woman out of out of jail. Yeah. And everything. Kanye, you have three kids. He's He's going through it. So like, I'm sorry that it. I just no. had to go off. No, it's all right. It's all right because it's important to the conversation. I think people <laughs> need to get the framing of it to, to really understand because we don't think enough about this man as a, a human in the midst of all of this. Mm-hmm. So his mother passes away. He releases a record that he starts to go through his own self, like, you know, his own self-fulfilling, like, psychological purge. Yeah. Then somewhere between this and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, he begins the process of starting to go and seek counseling. What about 808s? Right. That was 808s, the first one. Mm-hmm. And then right around, like, you know, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, he begins to do, like, Which you know. It's a good album. Right. Like, I listened the, to it. But the thing about that record is that this is the moment when Kanye also begins to use hard drugs. 
hard, actual, real. This is when your weed doesn't look right. <laughs> right. And smells a certain way. Yeah, and you're off on some other stuff. Yeah. And he's and he went because Kanye is like a whole. He's a a whole full inclusive creative. Mm-hmm. So like when he's making a thing, it's the only thing. And it's like I'm going to make this record. And that's all I'm going to focus on. It reminds me of um, a story that um, Genuine told. uh, Is it Mr. Dalvin or Devante? Mr. Dalvin. Yeah. That he literally locked himself in the studio for a week. He was like this. I'll see you all in seven days. Locked himself in the studio and created literally their first album. Yeah. And, you know, it was, can somebody knock on the door, give him his food? Nothing. Right. He'll come out if he needs to. Yeah. And G was just saying that he was just kind of by the door like, dang, I wish I could be in there <laughs> and everything. And, and that's what Kanye does when he's trying to create. Yeah. So he's a full body creative. So I get the sense. I always tell the joke. I get the sense that Kanye gets like a bag of Adderall, dang. a bag of Red Bull, and a and a just big, giant, like, 12 liter it's not like this bag of, no of seaweed no snacks. like this like 12 liter <laughs> container of hennessy and he just sits that, in the studio that is rough that and is rough that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking he has that and he just sits there and he stares at the board and he it, stares at his piece of paper and he writes the whole thing they said all great minds all all geniuses all something all all great people have an addiction it just depends on what the addiction Right, and he's, and and then from for him, I think it's like diving in and pulling apart all of the stuff that's happened in that period of time. And so, and Kanye at this point for this record, I get the sense that like, and this plays into politics as well. So people think this is the politics podcast. We're gonna get to politics. We're gonna weave. We're talking about to everything. We talk about music. Yeah, no, we but we're gonna culture. But we're gonna weave this back to politics because it's important. It's very important to like his okay. his process Did I of miss something. No, on this it's album? his no, it's his process of healing. Okay, okay. So you go through all of this stuff, and as a creative, somebody who creates, like as you say, I I create a lot of stuff. Yeah, I create too. Yeah, exactly. We all like we most, all do. The, yeah. the three of us. Hey, Ian. Yeah, I mean, we all create. So there's moments when you don't have the words. Oh. But you, but you, but you've put yourself on a deadline, or you force yourself to do something, and you use a word or a phrase or a concept as a placeholder. Mm-hmm. On this record, I know that there's a there's a moment on Yikes, the song we're talking about, where he so says, "So that's why I was like, we gotta talk about Yikes." Yeah, he because said, this "What is, is it? This what is, is the song that says, um, says, um, none of us wouldn't be anywhere without come." <sighs> I mean, Mike. Like, look at our engineer. That's a, that's a real phrase on the record, right? I mean, that it is what it is. This is where Kanye is at. This is a man who created all of the lights. This is a man who created Gold Digger. This is a man who created... Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks. And he's going from all of that to, we wouldn't be anywhere without cum. Let us pray. <laughs> so this is where he's at. He's in a fragile creative space. I don't even know how I feel about just. And now he's that, thank trying. you, Chris, for making me listen to Yikes right. and and now break he's it down. slowly beginning to reemerge. And he doesn't quite have the pieces yet around mm-hmm. him, like because okay, so like there's a thing when you strip yourself 
as a creative person. Yeah. And you strip yourself to like the soul. Because I, I did it once to like try to feel like Kanye. Because uh, Kanye's 40, I'm 40. That wasn't the Grandma Ye night, was it? Oh, I mean, it was. Oh, that's. It's how I started my career. That story. I started my career April of 2008. I uh, went to Tattoo Bar. And I drank a bottle and a half of Grand Marnier. Uh-huh. And I, I saw everything. Everything. I, like, legit, I, like, woke up in the morning hugging a tree with my pants around my ankles <laughs> and, like, my, 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 uh, my, my suit jacket wrapped around my head like a, like a bandana. I am not laughing because I have had, you know, champagne, not eating at work, and Remy... <laughs> And, but, and put the hell out of a particular club. Been there. But I swear to you. Done that. The moment when I woke up, there was a second, the second before I woke up, everything that mattered to me stopped yep. mattering. Mattering. No, and it's like, it is not like religious or anything. No. Like I, I know that it has something to do with the chemistry of what I had put into my body. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry that it took <laughs> to get it out of right, your of body. Right, of my body. Right. I'm certain that's what it is. But it's a moment where, like, everything, and it's also, like, the way that you're thinking and the way that your your brain is moving at a certain time. You're thinking about certain things. Right. Maybe not thinking about certain things. And then you put all this stuff into your body, and you have this reactive moment. And it happened. And I remember before waking up, I said, None, and I remember I looked at my TV. I had, like, a 46-inch television. And I had like a like a giant. I had every video game console. I had every DVD. Terrible. I had a massive computer. And your and your Pepco bill was two hundred fifteen dollars. Right. And I'm just like balling. I had this leather like easy chair that mm-hmm. was like amazing. And all this stuff, just stuff, stuff, just stuff all over the place. And then uh, and the second before I woke up, my attachment mm-hmm. to that stuff, yeah, gone, gone. So. Imagine Kanye. So is that now why? This is where Kanye is at right now. The Louis Vuitton Don doesn't have his book bags. The way that his clothing line. See, kids, when you start talking about this stuff, it starts to make sense. Yes. As production is like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you look at his clothing line. It doesn't look like much. Right. You don't see him walking around the same Kanye that we saw him before with the sneakers, with this. He just got on a pair of raggedy jeans. Yeah. An oversized... $1,600 $1,600 sweatshirt. None of it matters Doesn't anymore. Matter. And the house. The right. house was empty. Okay, so I now know why he was jumping up and down. Either we scored or they scored. So hold on, kids. 1-0, go Baby, Caps. we about to bring the championship home. Y'all I love it. Ooh, y'all don't it. understand. What time is it? Oh, it's yeah. uh, 9-26. Yeah, Ooh, we're, we're rocking and rolling here. Thank you, so, darling. Ooh. But yeah, so y'all continue, just don't understand. Right, so to continue this conversation... Part of the healing process for Kanye, the healing process starts to me the second the second that you could admit to the entire world that you took a drug that most people in the world are afraid of. That's where you're like, okay, so I'm as emotionally raw as I'm gonna get. I've reached the rock bottom as a as an emotional creative soul. I'm at rock bottom. I don't have words. Right. I just have beats. The right. beats sonically. I feel like Kanye is further along. Than he is as a wordsmith. I can see that. Because sonically, he's in a different space now because the world. Okay, so another thing that I can tell you about having one of these massive transformational experiences. 
the world looks different. Yes. And sounds there are sounds. There are frequencies in the world mm-hmm. that because of the way that you're you're like, you know, the way the way that like your your body is wired at certain points, you just can't hear. Right. Or you don't feel or you don't whatever. It's like I'll put it like this. The day that day that I woke up, it felt like half my brain just fell out of the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, like I was like boom. What happened? Where is it? Like, where'd it go? What's going on? Yeah. And I didn't know anything. But then when I started to hear stuff, you hear frequencies mm-hmm. that are like, 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 like dog whistle level frequencies. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the back corner of the room, there's, a, there's a, a, a rat peeing on cotton, and I can hear it. If you can hear a rat peeing on cotton. That's what I mean. Like I'm saying. Like that's I heard a cat pee for the first time <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Amazing, right? And I was just like, is the cat over there peeing? The cat was over there peeing. I love it. So that's something to think about. Like, he's in this space. So musically, sonically, the record is amazing because he's hearing things differently. But the record is garbage. Yeah, like, word-wise, God, he's like, he's not a rapper anymore. You just said, thanks, thanks, Mom, for us being here because somebody came. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all. It's poopity-scoop-de-boop. That's exactly what That's why that song, that's why that's important because... Kanye literally put that out in order to... So let me ask this. Yeah. Was this album his I'm awake? Yes. That was the last time I was going to take that drug. That's the last time I'm going to do this. And now you all are going to start to see a change in me. Do you think this is... 150%. Okay. I, think that, I don't know if I can agree with you. I think that he's in a different space. Even but as we a, are talking to Marcus K. Dowling. I'm so. a guy. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. <laughs> especially here. I'm just, just Michelle Woods. Just talk, whatever. Whatever. So anyway. So here's my take on that. Okay. I feel like Kanye as an artist is dead. Musically, the 100%, artist one hundred percent. I agree. The that, artist we knew for fifteen years, the college dropout, the this, the he's gone. Gone. He's gone. Kanye, as a man who used to rap, who is now a social advocate with using hip hop and the vernacular of hip hop, okay, in a different way. So he's the other. So yes. so so we have Common over right. here, right, on the corner. Yes, and now we have. Kanye. Kanye will dap you up on the eighth on the eighteenth green. Okay. He will walk out wearing his wearing his 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 his, his Yeezus sweatshirt, his holy jeans, and his, his 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 sneakers. He just looks like he just doesn't even wash underneath. Right. And he'll and he'll Sorry. walk out at the Masters. Sorry. <laughs> he'll walk out at the Masters and they'll be like I'm just saying They'll be like, here's Fuzzy Zeller and Kanye West. Here's you know Jack and uh, Jack Nicholas has passed away, but it's like huh. here's Fuzzy Zeller. Here's what's my guy from Australia? Uh, um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, like here's here's John Daly, and here's Kanye West. Kanye West, the 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 former rapper. Do and can we say that now? The former yeah. rapper. Yeah, I, I don't think you can't. Because that's not a rap album. No, he can't. Like okay, so that's like a, that, that's like a journal. Things that people should care about in about three hours. You may hear the very last Kanye West album you'll ever hear. Excuse me? Because he's releasing a record with Kid Cudi. Okay. So, folks. Oh, I saw that on Instagram. Yes. Is now KKW his press manager? Yeah. Because she was like, oh, yeah, Cudi. That's who he was talking about. I guess that's getting ready to come out. Yeah. 
Like, but, and this is what happened. All right, so you guys heard it here first. Um, it, this could be the actually, like, people need to understand this. I don't think the people We're get. We're getting a Cuddy album in, what, three and a half three hours? Three hours, yeah. Something you're like that. get a Cuddy record, and it's going to be the first Kid the first series, in my mind, the first serious Kid Cuddy album, album. Because I've, like I've never been a Cuddy fan. That's not a concept album since, like, 2012. Yeah. So, like, in, like, five years. Like, this is a big, big deal. People people who sleep on this record are crazy because they don't understand, like, like, don't sleep on your own rap knowledge. I tell people this all the time. Don't sleep on your own rap knowledge. Like, Can if, we get that on a t-shirt? Like, if you know that Kid Cudi is dope, don't sleep on Kid Cudi. I don't think Cudi. he's bad. Right, but, but, like, there are people in the world that are like, Kid Cudi is the greatest. Yeah, no, he ain't the greatest. Right, and there are people that are like, you know, for a time in their life, like, say you were wearing purple sneakers in 2009. Like, Kid Cudi was your favorite rapper. Don't sleep on that. He made great songs. He was a significant creative force yeah he's not bad you know so how this ties into politics and we'll move out of this and keep moving dc flavor right and this actually ties into dc flavor i'll make this whole thing mm-hmm. tie together that's, that's how we do, do here on dc yeah. <laughs> so so part of kanye's rehabilitative state mm-hmm. is to run for president <sighs> because it actually is the safest place you could put him god who's going to be his campaign manager i don't know but i can imagine there are a couple people in my mind that you would never think of who would be great campaign managers. I'm not going to mention names. I'll mention them off the air. But uh, there are people who could be amazing campaign managers and just do like, do the job perfectly. But, um, and do you all see my mind moving? Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're not African-American either, but that's not well, here nor there. Well, duh. But, uh, but that's the thing. But, um, but I feel like moving forward, the best place for Kanye to be mm-hmm. is in a, a, a gated Mm. community with padding on the wall where he can just sit in an office and sit around really smart people every day and just and then just go home and just go home yes so dc's lost its flavor yes yes but if kanye wins in 2020 dc's going to be astounding because kanye is just gonna he's gonna be more because he's gonna be like in the way that in the way that, like, Obama would walk down the street and go to Taylor Gourmet. Just like, I'm on my way. Kanye, as president, is going to, like, walk up the street and just go to the, the Warner Theater. Is he going to go to the Go-Go? Oh, absolutely. He'll, he'll have, he'll have a, he'll, he'll bring UC, he'll bring, you know, he'll put, he'll bring, he'll put UCP back together. Oh, God. And have him play, like, a state dinner. Okay. That's the stuff he would do. <laughs> like, in my mind. Oh, that other team scored. Yeah, anyway, I don't Vegas is one one. It's gonna be an, it's gonna be a tight one. But anyway, so <laughs> things to think about. Like that's a thing. Like Kanye as president, he gets to be in a in a closed space with smart people. Are there gonna be windows? <laughs> right. You know, the, the Oval Office has has windows. He'll be on a meal plan. Yes, he'll be on a meal plan. He'll be able to sit and be healthy for four years around really smart people. So the one thing you might actually want, and this is this is gonna sound bananas crazy nuts, but bananas crazy nuts was Donald Trump winning, winning the presidency, but I was like the only person in the world that thought that. Y'all let that happen. Yeah. Y- you hear me? Y'all let that happen. So think about it. Kanye gets elected president. Mm. He comes to D.C. D.C. losing a lot of its flavor, flavor. its original flavor. Mm-hmm. D- D.C. is you know like we we've talked about gentrification. Yeah. We've talked about the uh, the, the radical population shift. Mm-hmm. Urban renewal. Yeah. We've talked about the the tourism boom. Yeah. We've talked about the fact that there's more non-DC residents than DC residents in the town in the middle of the day. Correct. Which is a thing. 
So the problem with all of this, and this ties in also to the, the, the hockey game that's on television right now, is that when the Capitals win. Win. And baby, they going to win. When the Capitals win. Tonight. They're not going to. Okay. So when the. Re- so I had a great conversation with somebody there. I was, I was in a lift going across town. And um, I said something to the lift driver. And he was like, whoa, it's crazy. It's true. I said to him, I said, um, hey, so. Oh, 2-1. There it is. Okay. Go Caps. But anyway, so I said it like this. I go said, Caps. I said, the thing that made the Redskins great. Oh, God. Was that the Redskins looked like the people who lived in the city. Yes, they did. So Doug Williams looked like he could your... Be, he your, could be from your, Uptown or he could be the, uh, the garbage driver. The garbage driver, right. <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah. You know, Mark Rippon looked like he could live in Loudoun County. Or go to JP's. Right, exactly. He just looked like a guy, like a big, like a big old <laughs> rough-hewn southern guy who lived in, generally in the area. And they went to Easter Market for their right. fish sandwich. But he looked like somebody you knew. And they who was, did. They looked like us. It was the same thing about the Bullets. They looked like us. Right. They looked like they could be from the community or right. in the neighborhood, whatever it is. I will say many things. Who's the fella? Oshi that gets on the train? About, yeah, I will say many things about Alexander Ovechkin. I'll say many things about Nicholas Backstrom. Say many things about mm-hmm. Alexander Kutnetsov. Kutnetsov. Y'all spell it. Say that about those guys. They look and feel nothing. No. <laughs> nothing <laughs> at all. They think they think uh, the barbecue. I'm not gonna call the name of. They think the barbecue spot on on Seventh Street, a couple blocks away, is good. Oops. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 unfortunate. They probably have very nice people there, but the food sucks. But that's the thing. It's a it's a real it's 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 a win for a team that plays a sport in a city. It's different than now, the what, community. Now, what about our brother? Right. Oh, well, you know, Devonte. Yeah. I'm happy for Devonte. Devonte swings. I know. I always <laughs> think he's Devonte swing. It's so yeah. funny. But anyway, so I say this to say that, like, when the Redskins won won the Super Bowl. The community won because you saw Gary Clark and your next door neighbor. Of course we won. When they just won a regular game on a Sunday, when RFK Stadium was shaken. Yes. We won. Yes. It was an actual win for the actual community. Even crazier is the fact that, like, you know, like, this is not an actual win for the actual community. Like, it's a win for people who come to D.C., it's a cool thing, like, oh. The yeah, because the majority of the people that are down there now, they don't live within. Right. Oh, but and let me uh, piss on your cornflakes, a uh, particular person that lives in Logan Circle who decided to call NBC4 and complain about the helicopter noise. Don't move to the city if you don't like it. Get the hell out. If you, oh. if you ain't ever been to the ghetto. Hmm. Don't ever come to the ghetto. Please. So you don't understand the the ghetto. Stay the hell out of my city. This is how we do. How you living in Logan Circle and you mad about a helicopter calling up to NBC4? NBC4 was like this. Okay. It's wild. Okay. Okay, thanks. So let's, let's, let's like, we got like like 10 minutes left left here. I mean, because I do, I do have a favorite thing this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's talk about, um, (laughs) let's talk about, let's first talk about Kate Spade very quickly. I think that's important on a political level because. I feel like, and this is like, every so often I have a crazy wingnut thought pops in my head. What? Um, 
There were a lot of people who started a lot of companies in the 1990s, 1980s. Yes. And, and, and it took and a lot of, and it took a lot of capital to do that. Yeah. And banks weren't loaning money to people all willy-nilly and crazy. No. In the 1980s and 1990s. No, especially the fashion industry. Yeah. You want to make clothes so and you want us to If you think about the kind of people that you have to go to. Yeah. Ultimately, if you're in New York City making handbags. Yeah. When that time comes that you you have to pay them back and you have to pay them back at a higher interest rate mm-hmm. than ever before and your bags aren't selling what they used to sell and now you're digging into your own resources and finances yeah. and your own savings and you have a 13-year-old child who has to go to college and the cost of college is $1.5 million mm-hmm. for four years to go to a great school if you don't have a... Let's just... let's The child is 13. Let's just talk about high school. Right. In a New private York. high school. In New York. Which, okay, so Georgetown Day High School, which I'm an alumnus of, and I, I got a scholarship from the Black Student Fund. But I went to Piney Woods in Piney Woods, Mississippi. Hell yeah. Al- although I got accepted to Sidwell. Yeah, so there it is. <laughs> so think about it. Like, okay, so going to GDS for four years is like $250,000 yes. at the end of the day. To add on to that, you're sending a child to college, which is like $1.5 million yes. at the end of the day. That's $2 million. Imagine, like, Kate Spade looked at her savings account, right. her multiple savings accounts, right. or her multiple investments, which I'm sure she had. That $2 million that sending her child to school or whatever, say, say to, you know, like, Susie Q, mm-hmm. Susie Cream Cheese, is a C student. Well. Which is entirely possible. There are some wonderful C students out there that are doing. I love it. I love it. But but I'm saying in this case. In this case. You know. So it's just something to think about when you think about Kate Spade in that situation. Like you don't know yeah. what people are going through. Not that that's exactly what happened to her. But I like to make sure that people understand what it is. So for 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 me when we're talking about Kate Spade and um and and the awareness that is now being we've got to talk about mental health we've got to talk about it for every race we've got to talk about it for every gender we have to talk about it um i had the wonderful opportunity to meet kate spade right um i don't have to go into how i grew up many viewers and and folks know i spent a lot of time at a particular store in dc because of my mama um, because she could afford to shop there. And I got a chance to meet Kate Spade. Woodward and Lothra. Neiman Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I just had to say Woodward and Lothra. Yeah. So we love Woody's. <laughs> and my mom did. And, and so you get a chance to, to meet these people. And so I will always take that. Me wanting to go to FIT and actually, you know, having my godmother getting ready to sneak me to my portfolio date. Um, none of that panned out. Womp, womp, womp. But that's another story. Um, what upset me the most about the whole Kate Spade, and I, I hate to call it the Kate Spade, you know, tragedy, is that the things that were being said yeah. in in post. And I get some people made post and because that's what they do. They make a post and people kind of feel free to make a joke and everything. But it's not a joking matter to talk about somebody and to say, well, hopefully her bags will go on sale. So number one, if you do anything in your life, always go to Google. Yeah. Because you needed to research that she sold Kate Spade 
uh, the handbag line to Neiman Marcus in 2006. Right. And now it's owned by Coach. You idiots. Right. So right. let's be very clear. And her yeah. bags are always on sale. You just need to know where to go buy one. Exactly. It just shows that there's the com- the lack of compassion for whatever type of person it is. Lack of compassion and just sheer utter ignorance. It just doesn't, it just... It, it's it, frustrating. It's so frustrating, but then it ties into everything that we have literally talked about here tonight. KKW, yeah, we joke, and, and you know, we're a little confused of why it's happening now, but guess what? There is some compassion there, and that compassion came from her father because right. of what he did for a living. Kanye, Kanye is going through complete hell. We both know what it's know what it's like yeah. to go through hell. Hell. And there be some compassion from be it a bottle to wake me up or be it a person to say, you know what, here's your chance in life. Yeah. And I know it's coming when you're turning forty years old. Right. I'm a little excited on the inside. Yeah. It's exciting, trust me. And I'm there right now. As we talk about our city. And this is a city, let me be very clear. We said it before, we kind of made, you know, joke about it, but Ian, Marcus, and myself all hold birth certificates that say the District of Columbia. Absolutely. We know what our city is going through. And we're not going to talk about the political stuff tonight. And I really want to move on to favorite things yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. But but we, on the, on the other end and the other spectrum of it, is that this Kate Spade story could have actually been the Andre Leon Talley story. Yes. Another person is going through it right now. Because Andre is going through it. And all I want to do is just lay Ooh, at his feet put it like this with and Andre. just hug him. The thing with Andre that's like the saddest thing is, okay, so like when you grow up a young black person, this is like a century long story. When you grow up a young black person, you're given one dream. Mm-hmm. Like any other race of background of person, you're given multiple dreams in life. You're given the chance to do this or that or mm-hmm. whatever. But in the case of Andre Leon Talley, wanted to be an editor. At Vogue. Yep. That was it. That was it. That's all. I'm going to write for Vogue. Right. And what, is, and what, is, and what does he not do now? He does not write for Vogue. So there, there, he, you, and he has lost his friends. Right. And you don't, and at that point, you feel like your life has no meaning. Mm-hmm. And so in the man's search for meaning... As smart as he is, as many could. It's it's frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. So if you have not, if you haven't read the article, or you don't even know who Andre Leon Talley is, just and if you don't, I'm a little ashamed of you. But look at who he is. His I believe the documentary is still down at East Street Cinema. Yes, um, it's wonderful. And read the New York Times article on him. And understand that this story literally could have been flipped. Yeah. We saw him at the Met Gala. Dapper Dan did an amazing caftan, and the paper is being handled to me in 2 2. All right. So, yeah. my favorite thing of the week yeah. was I have to go to my saved very quickly. I love it. Okay. This has been, this has been a good show. Um, I've enjoyed it. My favorite thing of the week is This Is Us. Yes. Jenna Six, defendant. Theo Shaw delivers law school commencement address. Oh, y'all sleep? Y'all forgot who the Jenna Six was? No, I appreciate it. Please, please educate people. Yeah, 
the Jenna Six. The Jenna Six basically was the new uh, Central Park Five. Right. And, you know, just it, it, it was it's hard to watch. It's hard to believe. And I think what happens with a lot of the stories of young black men that are being arrested and killed and ostracized. Now there's a 10 year old boy that Chicago police just piss poorly handled um, uh, that, that went out. The, the Genesis six were six young men. And I forgot. Um, mm, there goes my train of thought. Uh, what happened? I just I drew okay. a blank. Hold up here. <laughs> we talk so much that sometimes we forget. Anywho. No. But I wanted to bring it back up because it, it was an article and it was at- there, uh, were six, there were six young men who assaulted a white student right, with at the, a high school. With the noose. Yes, with the noose. That he hung the noose. Right. And, so, and everybody went down. Like literally everybody flew down. And 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 stood with them, you know, during the court hearings and, and all of this. And then it just kind of went away. And it was like, oh, well, Genesis happened. You know, this is where we rallied together. I think we do a good job of rallying together. But then what's the after story of it? And this young man has now delivered his law school commencement address. So that is my favorite thing of the week. Um, of course, Serena will always be my favorite thing of the week as long as they're still talking about her because she's beautiful, she is brave, she is intelligent. But this, we're going to see Serena. Jenna Six, proud of you. Right. So um, for me to close out this week, I'll say that the fact that Prince is still alive. He is very much alive. In our hearts, minds, and souls is the most important thing of this week. Um, Prince would have been 60 today. Yes. Um, I want to close out our show. I'm going to pull up a piece that I wrote on Medium that actually like ended up with somebody in Paisley Park, oh. which was crazy and unexpected to me. Was that the one from today? No, no, no. This is um, oh, the one. I wrote this piece. and um, We're wrapping up, guys. We're sorry. It was called Pansexual Anarcho-Capitalist Negroes Are in Full Revolt. <laughs> Run. I love it. And the opening... It was something about watching this black man. I'd never seen a black man express himself like that. And it scared me. You know, I don't know if it was because maybe I hadn't been comfortable with tapping into my fearlessness. It's just like you got the sense that he was a free-ass motherfucker, right? And I don't know if I was ready to tap into my free-ass motherfucking nature. But I think that what I love most is that I got the opportunity to get to know the man who everybody looked at is this mysterious, otherworldly being. Otherworldly beings can't die. No. So, um, Janelle Monet said that about Prince in Rolling Stone when, uh, you know, her album came out. Which is still amazing. And still you need amazing. to go listen to it because she is the last person connected to Prince. And I'll, outside I'll, of Sheila. Right, and I'll say that in, in his last years, when asked about Kanye... Prince stated, Kanye West is perfect. Because he knew. Because he knew. He knew. And I think that's the easiest way to end the show with, you know, words from, from Prince, who's more brilliant than all of us combined. So I have the chills, and I got the opportunity to actually name tonight's episode The Beautiful Ones. Absolutely, and that's the way to close. So uh, once again, thanks for tuning in to uh, DCTVD. I've been... Uh, at Marcus with the CK Dowling uh, on all social media. 
Uh, find me, reach out to me, yell at me, let me know what's going on. And Michelle? I am Michelle Bush, Shelby of DC on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow Event Solutions DC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Have a great day and a better tomorrow. We'll Peace. talk to you soon.